Let us pray. And King Solomon shall be blessed, and the throne of David shall be established before the Lord forever. 1 Kings 2.45 Dear Lord, thank you for the truth spoken over Solomon by his father David, because they still ring true to this day. As you promote me and increase in my life, I will not forsake your presence. I will continually keep your words written in my Bible before me day and night. Before I look at anything else in my day, I will first seek your face and get your advice on any matters that come before me. Through 1 Kings 2, I see that you give me the cheat codes to a long and fulfilling life filled with your goodness, protection, favor, and guidance. I declare that I am a child of God, and no matter how high you elevate me, Lord, I will never be too high to bow down in humility in the presence of my Savior. I declare that I walk in godly wisdom and that my steps are ordered and secured by your word, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for making prayer a priority in your life. To hear the Bible come to life, stay tuned for The Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Solomon, Avenging the Righteous In our last story, Adonijah exalted himself as the king, but David made sure to anoint Solomon as king. In this story, David will give instructions to Solomon as he begins to rule as king and he will carry them out, inspired by first kings. Hello, Pastor Jack Graham here once again with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. In our previous episode, we learned how Solomon became king of Israel. Despite the attempts of his older brother Adonijah to seize power, Solomon was anointed and appointed king according to David's promise to Bathsheba and the Lord's will for all of the people. Solomon spared Adonijah's life, but warned him that if he proved wicked, he would surely be put to death. Today, we'll hear David's final instructions to his son Solomon and witness the young king acting wisely and righteously as he follows the guidance of God and the example of his father. Let's listen now to today's word. The air was crisper than normal, and the midday sun was beginning its descent towards the horizon. A gentle late summer breeze trickled in through David's window. David watched a few blue jays prance over his windowsill from his bed. He knew that his time on earth was nearly over. He turned to one of his servants at the entrance of his bedroom and said, Bring me Solomon. The servant nodded and left for a short while. David continued to stare at the birds, reflecting on his life. The door creaked open and David saw Solomon walking in with his kingly robes. They looked too big on Solomon, just as Saul's armor once did on him. Solomon bowed before him, and David placed his hand on his head. Death is inevitable, David said. I am going where every man goes. There is no escaping it. Take courage, my son, and be a man. Look to God and follow his way. David held back tears. Keep the laws and commandments of Moses close to your heart. Favor and success will follow you if you do. God promised me that if my descendants keep his ways, he will bless them, which is why I have made you king. Solomon's eyes glistened as he listened to his father. He could feel his hand shaking on his head. His father was once known as the mightiest man in all the East. Every nation feared his sword. Now his voice and chest trembled with each word. It was truly a sad sight for Solomon. However, he considered the poetic nature of life and death. No matter how rich, successful, righteous, or poor a man is, 
Death is inevitable. David released his hand from Solomon's head and said, There is one more thing. Joab has a history of poor judgment. He once killed my two commanders, Abner and Amasa, but masked it as an act of war. His hands are stained red with the blood of allies. Do to him what you desire. Just do not let him rest in peace of old age. David paused for a moment, trying to recollect more names he needed to consider. Be kind to those who helped me when I fled from your brother Absalom. Show them favor, for they showed me mercy. And remember Shimei, who cursed me when I was fleeing to Mahanaim. I swore I would not kill him, but I trust that you will deal with him justly. You are a wise man, and I trust you will know what to do. With these last words, David gestured for Solomon to rise to his feet. The two of them exchanged smiles. Solomon was the son of David and Bathsheba, a corrupt union that God used for good. This was how God worked in David's life. Whatever imperfection or shortcoming David had, God would make into something good. David breathed deeply with his head against his pillow. He closed his eyes and thought back to his time as a shepherd boy in Bethlehem. So after 40 years of reigning as king of Israel, David, the giant slayer, breathed his last. David would be written into history as the anointed king of God and a man after God's own heart. His story of faith and failure would empower countless souls to believe in God for great and mighty works. Through his seed, another king would arise out of Bethlehem, a king that would liberate God's people from their real enemy, sin. Yet for a short time, it would be Solomon who would take on the mantle of king. A few days had passed, and Bathsheba was tending to a few things in her home. The door opened up behind her. She stood back defensively when she saw Adonijah standing in her doorway. Have you come in peace? she asked. Yes, he said. I am here in peace. I actually have a favor to ask you. Bathsheba still questioned Adonijah's intentions. He had once tried to kill her and Solomon. What is it? she asked. Adonijah paced the room and said, You very well know the throne was rightfully mine by birth, and the whole country of Israel was prepared to receive me as their king. However, it has become apparent that the Lord desired Solomon. I have conceded that, so please do not deny me this request. Go on, she said. Speak with Solomon and ask if I might have Abishag, David's caregiver, as my wife. All right, Bathsheba replied. I will speak to the king. And with that, Adonijah left, and Bathsheba sat before the king. She made the request known to Solomon. Solomon said nothing for a long while, and then replied, No. His answer surprised Bathsheba. He was forceful and adamant on not allowing this request to be granted. When pressed further, Solomon said, I might as well give him the kingdom if I give him Abishag. She was precious to my father, and technically one of his wives by law, even though they did not sleep together. He would be one step closer to the throne for Adonijah. Solomon stood from his throne and continued, saying, He is my older brother, therefore more entitled to the throne than I. He also had Joab, the commander, and Abiathar, the priest, on his side. This would surely empower him more. Solomon smiled at his mother and kissed her hand. He sent her away to be alone with the Lord. 
he looked up to heaven and spoke clearly to God, saying, May you strike me down if Adonijah has not sealed his fate with his request. He has shown his true colors, and it is clear to me that he still poses a threat to the throne. He must die. So King Solomon ordered his guard to execute Adonijah. Swiftly and without spectacle, Solomon did away with his corrupted brother. Solomon knew he still had to deal with those loyal to Adonijah. His father had strictly warned him before he passed. So he took Abiathar the priest and said to him, Although you deserve to die for your rebellion, I know you are a man who loves the Lord. I will not kill you, but you are stripped of your title as priest. Solomon's mercy was well known and appreciated among the people. Just as his father David, he did not kill without reason. Then Solomon turned to Joab. He had joined Adonijah's rebellion and was seeking refuge at the altar of God, so Solomon would not kill him. He would not leave the altar, so Solomon sent men to remove him, saying, He is guilty of taking the lives of men more righteous than him. Their blood is on his hands, and he is the Lord's for revenge. So Joab was taken, killed, and buried in the wilderness. Solomon also sent for Shimei, the man who had cursed his father and shown him cruelty. Solomon did not want to kill Shimei, since he was not guilty of murder or rebellion. Instead, Solomon asked that he build a house in Jerusalem and stay close under house arrest. Solomon's sentence was fair and well received by Shimei at first. However, eventually, Shimei disobeyed and Solomon was forced to execute him. Slowly, Solomon's kingdom became more and more established under him. He was well known for his fairness, wisdom, and ability to discern between his emotions and the right decision. Solomon continued to govern well in his young age, but more hardship was ahead. There is no true peace for a king. Today's scripture begins with an ending. David's time on earth is drawing to a close, and he knows that soon he will be in the presence of God. Surely he was eager to rest in the arms of the Lord, the one who had sustained him, strengthened him, and walked with him through every valley and in every victory. But David also knew there was something that he needed to do. He needed to instruct Solomon and set him on the pathway of success. So he calls his son to his side for these very important words, final words, and he tells him he is near death. And in 1 Kings 2, verses 2 through 3, he says this, Be strong, and show yourself a man, and keep the charge of the Lord your God, walking in his ways, and keeping his statutes, his commandments, his rules, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do, and wherever you turn. Echoes of Moses' words to Joshua ring clear here. Be strong and courageous. Follow God and his commandments, that things may go well with you, that you will be successful. These are such wise words for a king to give to his successor and for a father to leave with his son. If Solomon listened to his father's words and lived by them, his reign would be even more successful than David's. Then David turned to more practical matters, people that Solomon needed to deal with. There was Joab, the general, who had shown poor judgment on many occasions and spilled the blood of Israelites under the guise of war. Then there were those who helped David when he was fleeing Absalom. 
David charged Solomon with treating them kindly, welcoming them to his table. Finally, there was Shimei, who cursed David as he fled Absalom. Though David had sworn not to kill him, Solomon was under no such oath, so Shimei could finally be dealt with. And so these are the final instructions from David to his son after he ruled for 40 years. He then died and rested with his fathers. He went to be with the Lord, leaving a life and a legacy of both triumph as well as failures that bear witness to this very day of a life lived in fellowship with God, of a God who is faithful and true to his promises. David was a great man because he served a great God. Not long after David died, Adonijah approached Bathsheba and asked if she'd make a request of Solomon for him. He wanted to marry David's concubine, Abishag. She agreed to speak to the king, but when Solomon heard the request, he saw right through Adonijah's ploy. Adonijah already had the loyalty of Abiathar, the priest, and Joab, the commander, and if he married Abishag, technically David's wife in legal terms, it would lend him even more legitimacy in the people's eyes and empower him to try to seize control and power. So just as he promised he would do if Adonijah proved to be wicked, Solomon had his brother killed. He also dealt with Abiathar, sparing his life but removing him from the priesthood. When Joab learned what had happened, he knew he was about to be next, so he tried to seek refuge at the altar, refusing to come out to face his fate. He also was put to death. Finally, Solomon had Shami, who was well within his right to kill for having cursed David, brought to him. He told him to build a home in Jerusalem and never leave town. Eventually, though, Shami left town and paid with his life for his disobedience. These were all signs of a wise and strong king, slow to anger and thoughtful in his actions. Solomon was already establishing himself as a fair and merciful king, but also one who would not be trifled with. He would grow in power and strength over the coming years, and the next time we'll hear how his wisdom grew even greater. Dear God, as always, we thank you for your word, which is life to us. We thank you for the living scripture because we know that all Scripture is inspired, breathed out by you. We thank you for the example of David and leaving a legacy that extended into Solomon's life who would be wise and discerning. Help us also to seek your wisdom and to walk in your ways and to show grace and mercy whenever it is possible. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so very much for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. We are so very grateful for the millions of people who have downloaded this podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham. And when you download the Pray.com app and make it a priority in your life to listen to God's Word, your life truly will be changed. We are hearing reports from so many of the power of God's Word in their lives. So let me encourage you to pass this podcast on to others, to share it with someone you know, someone you care about, because the Word of God truly will change lives. And if you want more resources on how to experience God's power in your life, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. We would love to connect with you and for you to connect with us. Again, that's jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare. 
an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pray News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit mrsmyers.com today.